재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Examining Korean cultures past and present through compelling conversations and documentary storytelling This is Koreascape on TBS EFM These days, there are more single households than ever before in South Korea. And more and more, one-person households tend to prefer convenience foods over traditional dishes, mainly because they're just tired and busy. That's taking a bite out of the market for so-called Korean slow foods like traditionally made fermented sauces like soy sauce or bean paste or hot pepper paste. But even as the domestic market sags a bit, some young university students say the sky is the limit for selling Korean artisanal sauces or jangs overseas. I sat down for lunch with some of those students as well as with food consultant Rachel Kang. Hello, my name is Chonggun. I'm from the Netherlands. I'm studying at Dongguk, Master of Business Administration. Hello, my name is Anara. I'm from Kyrgyzstan, Central Asia. Uh, currently, I'm a student of the Dongguk University. Hello, my name is Kial. I'm from Kyrgyzstan, Central Asia, and I've been in Korea for two years. I study at Dongguk University, and this is my third semester so far. Hi, everyone. I'm Baha. I'm from Libya, Tripoli. I've been here in Korea almost two years. I love Korean food. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm a restauranter and a restaurant consultant. Uh, we're all here to talk about Korean food. I'm excited. So you guys went on this 11-day project. It was like a jang journey. Who wants to explain just real quickly what, what jang even means? Jang, it's uh, Korean fermented sauces like denjang and gochujang and ganjang. They all have a similar process. They are fermented in uh, earthenware jars for a very long time, for a couple of months. And because of fermentation, they become very healthy. They're very good for your health. Kind of outsourcing the digestion to nature. Nature starts kind of pre-digesting. And as a result, it unlocks all of this sort of protein and nutrients. Not only the nutrition, there are really complex flavor profile in there and also the complexity because of those, all the fermentation by the probiotics, uh, the flavor changes. Baha in Libya, is there much of a tradition of fermenting food? That's Arab style food, right, in Libya? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, in Libya, we have a lot of uh, all kinds of like fermented sauces and also food like meat and other like vegetables. We're famous mostly like on the red pepper, like, uh, like Korean fermented kochu, we do the same. That's why I'm so interested when I came here in Korea, I found like, oh, it's, it's almost the same, but a little bit like different flavors. They're, they're like a little bit sweeter, we are a little bit salty. And that's the, why, why I'm really interested about Korean fermented foods. The hot thing in U.S. right now, in California or whatnot, is making all kinds of kimchis out of weird things, like fruit kimchi or peach kimchi or anything you can think of. What's the state of Korean food in Kyrgyzstan? Is, can you go to a local bibimbap joint in Kyrgyzstan? Actually, in the capital, we have like several Korean restaurants. And we can go, we can eat anything that we want. Especially in capital city. Looks really beautiful. We got some really interesting looking food here. Rachel, what, what do we have on the table here? 
So this is basically sambap, which has samjang. Um, samjang is based with denjang, uh, but they add a lot of flavors like uh, some protein factor, like a seafood, and then chili pepper, and some other things. So it's a somehow upgraded condiments. And also we have a uh, denjang jjigae. It's a sort of like a, a stew uh, made of denjang. Uh, um, so this also shows how we can uh, diversify the use of jjang uh, uh, ingredients. Beautiful. So this stuff with the snails, we're meant to put these snails with samjang inside of a, a leaf and wrap it up and make like a little roll-up of it. You put the leaves on your hand and then you put the, like, you know, a scoop of rice and then you put the condiment samjang on top of them. You wrap it up and then put that in your mouth. Okay, sounds like simple instructions. Samjang, or uh, that bean paste that you kind of use as a condiment, is a really great way to pick up that salty, sour flavor that comes in Korean jangs. So we had a fantastic time chowing down at that restaurant, which specialized in jang cuisine. And I got a chance to learn some wild new things about the students' native cuisines back home. For example, horse milk and horse meat is kind of a big thing in Central Asia. And in Libya... It's not unusual to seal camel legs in a barrel with hot coals and let that slowly barbecue for a couple of hours. Both of those things came as a bit of a surprise to me. Anyway, back to the Jiangs. The students are doing their Jiang project as part of a corporate challenge competition. It's the same competition, incidentally, as those students working on halal food that we featured last week. As part of their research, the students took an 11-day trip around Korea. We toured all of Korea in a rental car. We went to all these places in the countryside where all these nice ladies, old ladies, where have been making junks all of their lives and they make it with their hands and you can just feel the warmness from their hearts. Were these sort of elderly jang makers optimistic about the future of the jang industry or did they feel it was kind of on the downturn? We think there's a lot of potential for jang. Korean junk because there's this guy he's a chef in Singapore uh, he's a very famous chef he said the in oat cuisine the trend right now is fermented it's comfort food and it's healthy food so we think junk has a lot of potential uh, in oat cuisine and in everyday cuisine in Europe there's a lot of chefs Michelin star chefs who are interested in fusion who are interested in fermented food healthy food there's a lot of demand from young people for these kind of products. So Rachel, as a food person, as a kind of a, a, a cook or a, from a restaurant perspective, are these jongs made slowly in clay pots by little old ladies better qualitatively than corporate jong? Of course, it's much better um, quality. Uh, and also it's more like a Korean traditional rooted. Kriel, you students are all looking for market opportunities. Part of the thing you want to convince uh, these jang makers of is that there's an opportunity in, say, Kyrgyzstan. Where do you foresee the, the opportunities for jang makers to expand their fortunes in, in Kyrgyzstan? Kyrgyz people from our country, they're 
interested in uh, sauces because like sauces are very important in making food it makes food really delicious and also if it's healthy for for the overall organism then then it's um, it has to be have like it has to have a great potential in our country So you guys have each, along your trip, you picked up a jang that particularly fascinated you. Jonglin, let's just start with you. Just tell us real quickly the jang that you picked. This is uh, from Sejong City. And it's uh, made by a man who, who built a museum dedicated to his mother because uh, he missed eating denjang, his mother's denjang. So he, he uh, built a museum. And this is three-year-old fermented Ganjang, uh, soy sauce, and supposedly they have 50-year-old ganjang there, and it costs 5,000 US dollar for one liter. Whoa! You did, they didn't hand out any free samples. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> the Kyrgyzstani ladies, which jang uh, did you pick out? We have tenjang from uh, Sempio factory. There is actually so, there are some chefs in Italy that they um, um, uh, work with. And they, they, those chefs usually use this tenjang, and this is, I think, this is the one that they send it to to Europe. So a little bit of an enhanced scale of production yeah, going yeah, on yeah. there, where they're, you know, it's a little bit more corporate and it's being exported to Italian chefs. And lastly, we've got the Libyan with his famously spicy gochujang. This uh, this gochujang is from Suncang. Actually, we went to Sunchang to do an experiment. We went to the old, the master, which is a little bit old, and she showed us how to do it. We mixed the red pepper, the, the pepper that they, uh, they already prepared. We mixed it with some other ingredients, and we had to mix it for several hours. And then, like, if you want to add flavors to it, like, you have to put, like, for example, if you want garlic kuchujang, you have to put the garlic inside the hangari. And if you want to put, like... Um, other fruits, like for example, in Korea they use uh, uh, strawberry, right? Strawberry in yes. gochujang. Strawberry, yeah. It, Rachel, is that true? There are different versions of gochujang. Uh, you know, the strawberry or plum, that kind of fruit, or garlic, other like uh, spices. Also, uh, in old days, there were uh, gochujang with anchovy and then some seafood as well. So there were different um, gochujang in the old t- times but actually these days make it more like a really simple basic so that people can adapt their own way so that's uh, kind of how it works in a uh, somehow like a mass product uh, mass produced gochujang but in old days uh, in the homemade gochujang could be anything in it that is a huge education for me i always thought it was just smashed up gochu peppers maybe a little garlic but the idea of there being strawberries or fruit in gochujang surprises me yeah also like when we went to jeju also we met with the with the master that she do the gochujang with actually orange tastes wow. like orange yeah it's not it's not because you eat in gochujang because it's spicy no huh. it's because you want to enjoy it you want to you want to add flavor to it you sure. want to add like the fruits that you want or the vegetables that you want like garlic or other like yeah, the gar- I like the garlic. It's this where, That's actually what we eat in my country. If you're making uh, Libyan uh, famous food, it's bakbaka. It's like uh, macaroni with like a red uh, red sauce. We add this to make it more spicier, or to add the flavor. I would have never thought before this lunch of Libya as the bold new frontier for gochujang. 
but I think you've changed my mind. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of Libyan here in Korea they're doing the same because it's uh, we don't have our Libyan kochujang, so we have to find an alternative, and this is the best alternative actually for Libyans. So, Jiang cuisine perhaps on the rise in different iterations around the world. That's going to do it for this special Saturday edition of Koreascape. Our show is produced by E.Q. Huang with associate production by Jamie Lee. Nikki Kim is our writer and I'm Kurt Asian. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. And we're back again on Monday with fresh editions of all of our segments. See you then.